Welcome to the podcast, Low Code Talks with Creatio. I'm your host, Andy Zambito, Chief Sales Officer Americas at Creatio. And today we have two special guests, Andrew Fenton, Chief Sales Officer for EMEA and APAC at Creatio, and Florin Boldescu, Chief Information Officer at BRD. Andrew and Florin will talk about driving innovation that helps build an exciting future for financial services organizations with no code. And we'll also share information about real business transformations, which are possible with implementing a no-code platform. So Andrew, the floor is yours. This is all about driving innovation and building an exciting future for financial services organizations with no code. Uh, We've invited our customers, they can share real life business transformations, uh, implementing no-code platform, Uh, leveraging their talent with Creatio. Uh, So I'm delighted. Uh, Florent, it's brilliant to see you again. Uh, Perhaps you could just introduce yourself and and tell us a little bit more about BRD, and then we can get into some questions. How about that? Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, It's great to be here. I'm part of BRD for three years as the Chief Digital Officer. As part of my role, I uh, let's say, uh, facilitate a wide digital agenda in, uh, in BRD. BRD is part of Group Societe Generale, which is a French uh, international uh, financial group uh, with presence on multiple continents and countries. And in Romania, BRD is a top two, three bank, uh, depending on what KPIs you are, uh, you are measuring this. Fantastic. So a universal bank offering complete financial services for individuals and also for corporates, right? So just to set the scene, BRD's first phase for SME banking is on the Creatio platform, right? Consolidating all of the customer information. So when we've got this customer 360, that allows us to do the cross-selling and the upselling and managing leads and opportunities, etc. But Florian, if we step back, You've done lots of transformation in both banking and in telcos. So if we if if we step back and talk about what are the most striking differences uh, between these industries with the digital transformation project? Technology is, is failing us sometimes and <laughs> other times is helping us to get to the moon, you know. Uh, we will make our way through it. We will make our exactly. way. So look, just to rephrase. Banking telcos, you've got huge experience. Uh, what would you say is the most striking differences between these two industries for digital transformation? Well, I I, I joined telco at uh, the end of the 90s. I, I think in 1998 when uh, Google was launched, uh, but before Facebook and so on. So, But definitely telco is a technology-based business. I mean, it doesn't matter when you're on your... You're, uh, moment in time in joining you, you you feel that because they have technology in their, their in, in their industry DNA. So it's and also in the last 20, 25 years, they've been in the front and in the center of the actual industrial revolution, which is based on internet connectivity and mobility. For banking instead, the, uh, the change is, uh, is different because is more difficult and deeper when we are talking about digital transformation. It's a highly regulated business. Practically, the banking business is based on risk management. That's all about in this business and related to their resilience. Definitely, it's not so dynamic and innovative. I believe that the last big mass innovation moment was 50 years ago when ATM 
the first ATM <laughs> was launched in London uh, by Barclay, I believe. Barclays. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's uh, half a century ago. And technology and IT were seen as a support function somewhere hidden in the core of the, of the bank, in the middleware and so on, while the physical branches uh, have supported the business and still are right now. So, yeah, there, this is the striking the difference, at least for me, the way you see technology in both, uh, in both industries. But I would say that right now the field is level for both of them because the both industries face similar questions. How do you stay relevant in this kind of world or what kind of role are you going to play? Mm. Now, very interesting. And yeah, it's interesting how to utilize technology as, as life goes on. What would you say, Florin, the key components are to a successful digital transformation for FS? Like the key components? Uh, well, you should define your vision. That uh, I think this is uh, something which the business should have in mind, doesn't matter the process. What's your North Star? What's your level of ambition? What do you want to achieve and how far? And it's, for digital transformation, is, is even more important, this kind of step, because you are not doing this as a copy of your competition. It's not a beauty contest. You know, it's, it's not something like this. Let's, let's copy, uh, let's copy what, what other banks or other companies are doing. You should imagine this kind of process to your customers and uh, your DNA, your, your organization DNA. Then you have to get the main stakeholders involved. Make sure that it's a shared and committed vision. And this is not related only to governance, but also to consistency, because you want to be sure that you are doing the right thing in the right way. Uh, third, definitely, I would take care of change management and delivery, because it's a huge and really deep transformation uh, process and is going to touch every part of your company. And last but not least, choose the right partners and technologies. And this is not something which you can easily do because it's an inflation of technologies and partners. You have yeah. tens of examples, you know, but maybe only a few of them would make sense for you. So you have to make the smart choices. You don't really yeah. have room to fail in this process because it's going to cost you time and money. Yeah. Yeah, so change management and building up the right uh, digital products and services. I like what what challenges uh, have you found? Have you faced during this process? Like, how how do you address those challenges, Florin? Well, I would say that the companies, even if you saw these kind of examples on the market, because right now digital transformation is not something new anymore. So we are all very very different process you know it's uh, it's not the 90s or the 2010 <laughs> so we all knew what's all about we are still i think underestimate the effort or the i would say the depth of the transformation and uh, i think voltaire said once that if you want to discuss with me first define your terms and it's really important not to confuse digitization with digital transformation, making a digital front-end being a digital company. It's, there, yeah. there, there are different things. And it's not bad to choose different paths to serve your customers. 
it's your choice as an organization to better choose your customer. But you have to understand the, the depth of your, of your choice. So I think still the companies or some of the companies don't really get it that this is going to be the new normal. It's not going to be a one-time process, a one-time project or something like this. couple of years of budget and doing things. This is going to be a new normal. Yeah. Yeah, and no, I think very, very astute point, uh, Florin. And with regards to, to no-code, okay, the market has got a real swell and wave around no-code. It's on the agenda of many digital leaders' minds. It's on the front of agenda at many boards. Um, what, would you, um, what would you say the role is with no-code development for the future of banking? Well, I remember that I read that sometimes in the past that the GitHub CEO said once that the future of coding is no coding at all. And uh, probably it's a bit exaggerated because there always been a need for some coding here and there. But the question is if you, everybody have to code heavily in order to get access to some products and services. After all, the primary goal of, the, of a business is to spend more time with the customers and understand their needs and serve their, their, their needs. That's the most part of the organization should do. The question is, how can you spare time and get to the market faster or be more productive or have lower costs just to free up time and value and, uh, and money in order to serve your customers? So I think these kind of platforms, which are not new because you could compare them with the productivity tools and other technical tools which has been developed in the many in the last years are here to stay because they serve to this need and this objective. They really help the companies to spare uh, time and better serve the customers. Uh, at the same time, I think they also boost innovation because they could help business people in a company to play with the platform, to play with the logic, to make it happen by themselves and not just being there waiting for IT to get the right product for what they think the customer wants. So they are, they are becoming as an active role and partner in using uh, this platform. Definitely there is no single, bullet, a single golden bullet, you know, yeah. and saying that you have to do that. It's a, it's a learning process. Uh, here in BRD, we are working with multiple front-end platforms and uh, we are learning the game, but uh, I think they are here to stay and uh, I'm quite optimistic about them. Fantastic. So all about empowering business and uh, freeing up bandwidth so you can really keep that system aligned with where you're going as a business, uh, which these days is going a lot quicker and changing direction a lot quicker. So having an agile platform that goes with you and is part of your business is a very important ingredient in business. And uh, Florin, just one last question because I'm, yep. I'm very conscious of time and, and thank you again for sparing your experience. But I reckon probably one of these uh, questions is gonna be right at the forefront of a lot of our uh, audience's mind right now. You've done many transformation projects. If you could go back in time and do something differently on one of those projects that would make a real difference uh, from your learning, what, what, what would that highlight be? Well, that's, that's a good question. Well, I think even if it's hard to do it and everybody's trying to do it, 
you have to surround yourself with the right talent because it's a war of talent. Of course, we are talking about technologies and so on, but even your organization, my organization, other people organization, we are, we are really trying to, to get the right talent. And uh, this is talking about a diversity of skills and having people who have general knowledge or specific ones. And you need architects, you need designers, product owners, and so on. So looking back in time, maybe I should have tried harder to find this kind of talent and keep it in the, in the, in the team because this is not something you are going to fix along the process. So this is, uh, this is one point. And the second one, I, and this is an advice for other people which are doing digital transformation, don't delay too much change of culture and the way you deliver uh, value and make decisions because this is also going to make a, make a difference. So talent and the, and the culture of organization are really important for, uh, for a successful process. Fantastic. Well, thank you for that, Florian. Um, we've just had a, a question come through, actually, and we've got some time, if that's OK. Sure. Um, given the complex nature of the digital world, what practical strategies can you deploy for helping them initiate and plan the digital transformations across their operations? So given the complex nature, what can practical strategies be deployed to help initiate and plan for digital transformation? Well, <laughs> it's a general question. Um, it well, I think a successful digital transformation this, uh, strategy, as I said, should be very practical and concrete because otherwise it could be everyone's strategy. You know, all the strategy have good stuff written there. They are very positive. And they have a lot of good value proposition. But if you change the brands, could be every organization uh, strategy. For uh, From my experience, I would say that you always are going to take from the outside to inside because you are going to follow your customer, which is your audience. And where is your customer? If that customer is in the digital and is going to, uh, to use the channels and the, and the value and the financial service in one way, you have to follow it. But the, the answer is in the core. So here, I would say that if you are talking about the IT infrastructure, and I spent a lot of time with that, is yeah. that some banks are succeeded to, to change even their core system and making a digital core, and then they become easier, a digital organization, or you could use a digital uh, middleware, and you are going to cover it with a digital front end, and you could have this kind of low-code, no-code platforms, or other uh, CRM solutions and so on. But I would say that any kind of strategy, if you want to make it concrete and practical, should be written by the IT and the product owners, meaning the business people and the IT people. Even if the decision is the, of the stakeholders and they are going to pay for that strategy, that strategy should be written by the IT people, production, IT, development, and so on, and product owners. And they are going to have to give you also the pace of change. Fantastic. So I guess, uh, Florent, um, what's coming through here are, are several questions around the same topic. Um, do you think that digital transformation can be achieved without a culture of innovation? I don't think so. <laughs> I'm I'm quite straightforward and blunt here because yeah for sure 
if you are going to, you know, it, that's the old saying, fake it till you make it, you know? And, but as I said, this is not something you are going to run away with it. You know, it's not going to uh, have a process here and there, a great app, uh, even a data management system or a great CRM and so on. But if you don't have a digital mindset, you are not going to have a digital business, meaning not per se, not having their digital proposition, you know, because many players are offering this, but being performant in a market like this, challenging the top digital banks, fintechs and so on. And if you look at the fintechs and if you look at the high performers, bank performing in, in this field, you are going to see that people there also have a digital mindset, not only a set of digital products. You, are, you, you can buy them, but you can't do it. And I, this is my, my, my feeling, being there in the game every year, every month, in the years to come without a digital mindset. Brilliant, very poignant, uh, Florin. And thank you very much for thank sharing you. Uh, your thoughts and your experiences of digital transformation and how low code, no code can really help from a platform point of view, push your business forward. So um, Florin, thank you very much. Thank you for your time, everybody. Many thanks to our expert guests for sharing their ideas. And thank you to all our listeners for joining us today. To get more information about our products and services, please visit our website, creatio.com. And for more insight, check our digital event page and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Talk soon.